0: Welcome to the PBO Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vander Vliet with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to this edition of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Eve Vander Vliet here with the trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woody says, woof. And with that woof, Woody... He expresses what a lot of us are thinking right now, that we're just glad it's almost over. Here it is, election day. We're finally going to get the results to see where our nation's going to go. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little bit dismayed. If you listened to the last segment of the show, you probably heard that, that our mainstream media is so far in the tank for the Democrats. They are so corrupt. And it's frustrating that we have to combat what our mainstream media is reporting in order so people can understand what's going on in their country. And we have to, a lot of times, get our results from other countries' media outlets to find out what's going on in our own country here in America. And it's dismaying. Our our media is completely corrupt. They're in the tank for the Democrats, and it's time for it to stop. Now, my hope, and hope is a wishy-washy word that I don't use often, is that this election sends a message. This election changes how the media performs. It won't. We know it won't. It's just wishful thinking on my part. But, you know, there's a sliver of hope that I have that if Trump could get a blowout on this election, it is a sliver of hope, I believe this is still going to be a margins election, that the media will wake up. You know, CNN, as I mentioned before, reported uh, last week that they missed their targets by $100 million. If that's not enough to get them to wake up, I don't know what is. If money doesn't matter to them, I I mean, if if that's the reason they're in business, and if they continue to lose money and they continue to misreport and obfuscate, there's no hope for our mainstream media. They need to just go away. They need to be canceled, cultured out. But I digress. In this podcast, I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm on this political website, and there's a member that wrote something on this website that I want to share with everybody, and then I want to take it in a completely different avenue. I'm get off of politics. So we're gonna talk later on in this podcast, cars and guitars. That's right, cars and guitars. So I will probably lose a lot of people, and I get it. Hey, but it's time to kind of disconnect and just, you know, if you watch the podcast on the YouTube, you see these guitars hanging in the back behind me. I'm going to talk to them, talk to you about them. I'm going to tell you about those guitars that are hanging and some other guitars that I have. Uh, But before I do that, the reason that I got into this and started this podcast. I started with a friend a while ago, and we were so dismayed with how the media reports. We both had a love of politics. We talked about politics all the time. Uh, She's since gone in a different direction uh, with her personal and professional life which I completely respect. But the reason that this was all started was because the media lies so much and they don't give you the real story. They give you what they want you. They give you a story, but they don't give you the story. They tell you what they want you to know and they hide what they don't want you to know. So the reason that I got into this and started doing this podcast is to kind of, you know, talk politics, which is a passion I have and hopefully expose there's that wishy washy word again. Hopefully, Expose the media for what they are, which are just lying bastards. They just are the mainstream media. There are great alt media sites out there uh, that are getting better and better. P, uh, PJ Media is one of them. Gateway Pundit's one of them. John Solomon's Just the News, which is a phenomenal site. And then uh, I'm using Citizens Free Press quite a lot right now. They're giving you stories that the mainstream media won't give you. And it's just a damn shame. So before I get into. Cars and guitars, I want to share with you a post from um, a poster on a website that I frequent often, rightnation.us. His screen name is Ben Cranklin, and Ben, a uh, very smart guy, uh, funny guy too, wit like you wouldn't believe. It, uh, just uh, read Right Nation just to read Ben's stuff because he's uh, very insightful. His sarcasm is so deep uh, that you really sometimes don't know it's sarcasm, and he's just an overall good person. And here's what he wrote today, this election day, November 3rd, 2020. Whatever happens today and into tomorrow, thanks to the members, moderators, and owner of this site for making the Trump era even more joyful, fun, and exciting for me than it already was and is. Living where I live, I didn't have too many people with whom to celebrate in real life on a daily basis, but this virtual community was always here for me. If it somehow doesn't go our way this time, I know that we will all be very disappointed for this country we love. But I also know we will generally behave with more dignity and, well, sanity than the other side managed four years ago and in all the intervening time since. How could we not? In the end, we have our faith, values, and inner resources to call upon, which all other things being equal, a lifetime's experience has shown me, and I'm sure all of you, are collectively just more solid on the side of what is right than, is, than on what is left. Besides, let's not even try to compete with their sore loserdom. Hey, give them their due. Now, they have the lock on that one. It's the one thing they do. Best. On the other hand, if it does turn out to be a great night for America, and I am pretty optimistic it will be, there's nothing wrong with being a sore winner this week, especially after all the months, years of their establishment media trying to demoralize normal voters into staying home with their polls and propaganda. So, really looking forward to being one of the sorest winners around tonight. Time to keep America great. Amen, Ben Franklin. Amen. A- absolutely awesome post, and I wanted to share that because uh, it came at just about, about the right time that I needed to read it, and I hope it's coming at right about the right time that you needed to hear it. So, uh, again, if you want to visit this website, it's rightnation.us or rightnation.com. Ben Cranklin is the poster who put that out there. Just absolutely spot-on post. Thank you, Ben, for that uplifting message. Anyway, you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun. Um, <clears throat> I've been on this, doing this podcast for about five months. And, um, you know, I just came on here and just started talking. Uh, and I haven't really shared too much. and I'll share a little bit today. Uh, my background is in leadership. I was a field manager for several Fortune 500 companies and primarily retail and finance. I've led teams as small as 10 to as large as 100. And I don't do that anymore. I am I do more or less a side business of business consulting. Um, but primarily, I've been putting a lot of attention into this podcast and I haven't really explained anything about me so there's all you're gonna get about me I do live in Georgia Uh, I am married I have two children I have a nine-year-old son I have a 19 year old daughter wonderful wonderful kids that I love very much my daughter for the first time in her life voted I did not ask who she voted for all I told her was that I'm proud of her that she voted it's the first time voting in this election I've taken my kids to every election since they were born and uh, including when they were infants I carried them in with me. This year will be no exception. My son, who is nine, is already excited about going to vote with me today. So we will be voting later. And we will be voting later today for Donald J. Trump. And we will be voting a red ticket, my wife and I. So we are very much involved in our civic duties and ensuring that our children grow up understanding the importance of voting as well uh i own a 1979 450 sl mercedes i've had that car that you see over my shoulder for 23 years it is a wonderful car Uh, now the thing about these old 1979 mercedes actually these it's a w107 is the body style with mercedes listed as the thing about that car is that car Mercedes had that body style for 18 years that's right 18 years one of the longest production body styles of a roadster if you will that of any other vehicle in the history of automotive that's why you know this car I put this up if you're watching it on video if you're not watching it on video you're listening to it it again it is a 1979 450 SL Mercedes roadster convertible and what that means is it's got a hard top and a soft top the soft top's tucked away inside the boot in the car. It is a light ivory as a color Mercedes, put it. Uh, it's tan. My daughter calls it the banana color because it does, all right, I admit, looks like the inside of a banana. But it, like I say, 1979, 450 SL, this production style lasted 18 years, which makes the car... Not very, not worth very much, unfortunately, because they produce so many of these cars. People look at that, and go ooh, and on. It's, it's not really worth that much. I'm the third owner of the car. It's a Georgia car, bought here in Atlanta, Georgia, at RBM dealer back in 1979. I do most of my own work on that car because it's a very easy car to work on. It has 221,000 miles, so it is a daily driver, which also lowers the value of the car as well. But the the maintenance on this car has been so minimal the most money i've put into this car is i did some front end work uh that cost me eighteen hundred dollars about a year and a half ago that's the biggest ticket i've ever spent on this car that's how reliable this car is it's just been incredibly reliable i've had it sit for a couple of years charge up the battery top off the fluids and it starts right up absolutely wonderful car but driving it a lot if you live here and around georgia the uh northern metropolitan market Lately, you may have seen me around. I'm having people saying, hey, I've seen you around, great car. But enough about the car. Some of you wanna know about these guitars that have been hanging uh, behind me throughout this podcast on the YouTube. If you will, indulge me on my guitars. Now, if you're watching this podcast, or this show on YouTube. You've noticed these guitars in the background. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna to try to explain them as best I can, but I'm gonna show you these guitars in the background real quick. If you love guitars, maybe there's one here that tickles your fancy. Give me an email at the at gmail.com. The first one I'll show you is my all-time, all-time favorite guitar. I, I should not own this guitar. I am not a serious guitar player. I'm a very mediocre guitar player. I can put some chords together but it's just for fun. This one is a 2004 Gibson J150 Acoustic Electric. Absolutely wonderful guitar. This guitar is the crown jewel of all the guitars you see behind me because this is the one that, um, honestly, I shouldn't own this guitar. It's just way above what I can play, but I love this guitar. This is a 2000 Gibson SG Gothic guitar, I believe with some Seymour Duncan pickups here. Just absolutely dark tone on this if you're listening it is an sg body style that's the one with the two horns and it's all black hence the gothic this is a telecaster 2011 anniversary edition it is butterscotch beautiful beautiful guitar it is a mexican made Telecaster. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means it's a lot less expensive than American-made one, but it also means they didn't always use the same quality of wood. Oh, this one, this one's really nice, but this is a Nashville edition, which means it has this center pickup, which is a Stratocaster pickup, so you can switch it, make it sound like a Stratocaster as well as a Telecaster. Very easy to play guitar. Love this guitar. This is a 1994 Stratocaster, Mexican-made Stratocaster, Fender, and uh, this one is very special to me because if you're watching this on the YouTube, you'll see there's a signature at the bottom. It's a black guitar. There's a signature, and the signature is David J, and David J is of Love and Rockets and Bauhaus, if you're familiar with those bands. If you also are watching the YouTube of this you'll see over behind me is a photograph or a poster from a show I went to where David Jay was there. He signed that, he signed this guitar. So it's a, a Mexican-made Stratocaster. Great sound though, these, Mex, these Mexican-made fenders are really nice guitars, for, especially for the price. A lot less expensive than the American-made ones. And this one is a 1996 American-made Red, Candy Apple Red Stratocaster Fender. Beautiful guitar. Playability is great. This is a workhorse guitar. If you, you know, you see these guitars quite a bit and this one is a 2014 anniversary edition gibson les paul futura it's got the 120th anniversary mark here in the fret it's it's red it's actually like burgundy what's beautiful about this guitar if you're looking at it on the youtube you can see it it's got a satin finish body versus a lacquer finish body which a lot of these les pauls had i love this satin finish and it's got this beautiful wonderful p90 pickup that sounds Awesome, just an awesome guitar, and it's a Futura, so it has an auto-tuner, the battery's not charged, otherwise I'd strum it for you and you'd see it automatically tune itself, but oh, this is a beautiful guitar with a beautiful tone. And finally, you're not going to see this one too much hanging in the background on the channel, but this is a 1990, 91 Squire to Fender Stratocaster, my very first guitar. It's the only reason I still have it because it was my very first guitar. I think I picked it up as one of those cheap packages with uh, the guitar and an amp for maybe a hundred bucks or something, but oh, it's, it's actually not a bad guitar. It's got great tone and it's very easy to play. So that's it. Those are the guitars you see in the background as you're watching the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I'll rotate them to keep people interested. But if you love guitars, shoot me an email what your thoughts are on these guitars or what you've got. I'd love to hear, I'd love you to see what you have. I love, love guitars. Cars and guitars, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we are done, and the election is almost over. We'll talk about it when we get some results in. Again, thanks for uh, listening uh, me indulge into my guitars and thanks for listening to the PBO podcast. And thank you for the time that you've given me over the course of these, um, I guess going on six months now, had some phenomenal numbers come through and I really do appreciate your, your listenership. can't thank you enough for listening to the show and keeping moving forward and we'll see what the next chapter is for america and our politics because regardless of which one of these men get elected we know it's going to be different with both of them even with trump because his second term it's not going to be like his first term he's gonna he's gonna be pretty he's gonna be a lot more aggressive in his second term with biden we have no idea what Kamala Harris has up her sleeve. Thanks for listening again to this episode of PBO Podcast Politics at Brandy.